Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. When you do something only a handful of Red Sox have ever done before, I guess you get named the man of the match. Rafi Devers broke out a six for six that included four doubles, but the Sox needed a 10th inning homer from their ninth place hitter, then a nail-biting save from Andrew Kashner. You guys think I'm making all this up, don't you? You think I've been chewing on paint chips and sniffing that glue. Nope, those things all happened Tuesday night in Cleveland. A riveting 7-6 extra inning win. We're talking about it now. This is Sox Daily. It's your Daily Sox podcast. It's your Daily Sox podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox are doing. It's your Daily Sox podcast. A six-hit night from a 22-year-old. A save from a guy everyone in Boston is ready to point towards the tar and feathers outlet. That's baseball, Susan. The Sox, who have been the coldest team in the league, hose down the hottest team in the league at their ballpark on a night the Sox really needed good news. Josh Lewin with you. Let's set the scene. We're going to run through all this quickly because it's a day game on Wednesday. Quick turnaround. The Indians had won 9 of 11. The Sox had lost three straight and 12 out of 15. 23 and 37 against teams over 500 for the year and living just three games ahead of the break-even point themselves. And you might remember the Red Sox overtook Tampa Bay for second place in the AL East on July 27th. Since then, not even, uh, well, two and a half weeks, basically, 3-12, and 12, while Tampa Bay had gone 12-3. and three. Hard to believe that you, you go back to June 29th, the Red Sox had the same number of wins as Cleveland, and coming into the game Tuesday night, it was now Cleveland 71, Boston 62. That, that escalated very quickly. Uh, I'll take you back to uh, July 27 again. Sox had been 0-9 since then against teams with winning records. At 62-59, and 59, the Red Sox had the 14th best record in the major leagues coming in Tuesday night. So yeah, from, forced, uh, from first to 14th with the same group of guys, which is why everyone's walking around so agitated. And you, you might know the pitching has been the culprit. There haven't been a whole lot of defending champs whose rotations had an ERA in the fives the following year. The, the whole list is the 07 Cardinals and the 97 Marlins. And, of course, 97 Marlins was a, a fire sale. Last 40 games, Red Sox ERA, 6.3, 29th in the major leagues. And through the first 121 games, I guess it was, uh, this year 14-51 and 51 when scoring fewer than five runs. Last year, they were 40-28 and 28 at this point doing that. About the same number of games where it happened but 26 fewer wins. That is all about the pitching. And we figured maybe Chris Sale would ride to the rescue Tuesday night. Maybe he's got a a late run in him, these final eight starts he's going to get. He's had a good eight-start stretch already this year. May 3rd to June 10th, he had a 199 ERA. 
and he struck out 88 of the 200 batters that he faced. And he was facing the Astros, the Yankees, a pretty good Texas Rangers team at the time. So you're thinking, okay, get a run like that, and, and maybe Chris Sale is Chris Sale, and maybe the Red Sox are the Red Sox. Sale had come into the game Tuesday needing only five strikeouts to get to 2,000 in his career, and he'd get that pretty easily. It turned out it's at 1,626 innings when the odometer spun to 2,000. Pedro Martinez had been the previous fastest ever. He got to 2,000 in 1,711 innings. I saw this stat today, and I thought it was kind of cool. Red Sox' highest percentage of games started with 10 strikeouts or more. Well, Chris Sale's now at 51% of his starts because he struck out a dozen in this one on Tuesday. Pedro, about 36%, to second on the list. Roger Clemens, about 18%, third on the list. Then Hideo Nomo, then David Price. I think the game hasn't changed. Luis Tiant, 3% of the time, had a 10-strikeout game. And we all thought Luis Tiant was great. And he was. But Chris Sale, 51% of the time as a Boston Red Sox. The Indians were going with Mike Clevenger, 7-2 and two with a 3 ERA, undefeated, 0.92 at home. But the Sox were all over him early, and the guy that really sizzled and popped was Devers, 6-for-6 six six with four doubles. And you're talking about the most extra base hits by a 22-year-old in Red Sox history, probably, because Ted Williams in his magical 1941 season, that's when he was 22, he had 73 extra base hits. Here's Devers at 70 with 40 games to go. The list of 22-year-old Red Sox with even a five-hit game. You got Dalton Jones, Tony Canigliaro, and Benintendi. And now Devers has done it twice with a sixth one added on later just to, to make sure he would stand alone. Devers had started August 6-for-43. He goes 6-for-6 six six Tuesday night. And, and with the four doubles, he's now ahead of Xander Bogarts for the AL lead. It's 43-40. to 40. Benintendi, by the way, is third with 35. I love the whole top of the order which Benintendi was supposed to be a part of, let's not forget. But uh, there are only three players in the majors right now with 20 doubles, 30 homers, 90 runs scored. And they just so happen to be the top three hitters in the Red Sox batting order, Betts, Endeavors, and Bogarts. Those guys all had some big hits early. J.D. Martinez as well, two more hits for him, and he's been doing that pretty much every night this month. Sox built a lead that was 6-1, to one, but had been chipped to 6-5 to five against Sale. Matt Barnes came on to get a big final out of the 7th. Nate Valdi getting a big final two outs of the eighth, and there goes him being the starter on Wednesday. Sox went down quietly in the ninth. They're out hitting the Indians 14-6 to six at that point, but you've got a queasy feeling, right? The bullpen, most blown saves in the league. Could they really hold this one-run lead against the hottest team in the sport? Brandon Workman, who should have been in Cleveland a month ago, pitching in the All-Star game, gets the bottom of the order. Greg Allen to start out, 237 hitter. He singles to right. And steals second. Tyler Naquin strikes out, so he got one away, but then Frankie Lindor already two hits, two runs batted in. All right, make it three hits, three runs batted in. A game-tying double just a couple days after Alex Cora had finally admitted, yes, he does view Workman as the team's actual closer now. Instead, blown save number 23 for the Red Sox. Thankfully, Lindor tried to steal third. He gets tagged out right on top of his helmet. Base is clear. Oscar Mercado flies to right. So extra innings, something the Sox would have loved to have had the night before. And with one out in the top of the 10th after a 10-pitch A-B from Vasquez that may be tired out Nick Whitgren, their reliever, Jackie Bradley Jr. lines a high changeup out of the park to right. 14th homer of the year, probably his most timely. Mookie pops out. Here comes Devers looking for that sixth hit of the night. And he got it. A double up the right center alley. Jimmy Pearsall, the first to do it. That was in a nine-inning game back in 1953. P. 
Pete Runnels in 1960. The Rem Dog did it in a 20-inning game in 1981. Nomar did it in a 13-inning game back in 03. Ted Williams never did it. Rafael Devers did it Tuesday night in Cleveland in a game the team absolutely had to have. And that fourth double of the night, that ties a franchise record too. Brock Holt most recently, five years ago. Victor Martinez had done it. Rick Miller had done it. Orlando Cepeda. Devers wouldn't score off of that double, even though Bogart singled right after. Devers got hung up between third and home and eventually thrown out. So 7-6 Boston and on for the save in the 10th inning. Would you believe Andrew Kashner just bumped into the bullpen the day before, never had a big league save, and he's got to open with Red Sox killer Carlos Santana, who's been doing his Glaber Torres against Baltimore imitation against Boston. Torres, 13 homers in 15 games against Baltimore. Best anyone's ever done ratio-wise against the Sox, if you're wondering. Joe Carter had eight in 13 games back in 87. Ron Kittle, seven in 12 games in 83. Most home runs total in a year against Red Sox pitching. I never would have gotten this one. Frank Howard, the capital punisher, did it for the Washington Senators in 1969. Anyway, no home run for Santana, but a little bloop behind Devers to put the tying man on and making it 12 base runners allowed by Kashner over his last five outs achieved. However, a bad bunt follows. Mitch Moreland gets it, and Keith Hernandez is it, down to second to get the lead man out. One on, one out for Jose Ramirez, one of the best hitters in either league since the middle of June. And Kashner, who of course has been brutal, strikes him out with that changeup we'd heard was supposed to be damn good. Ball game left to the catcher, Roberto Perez, 224 hitter. Kashner falls behind him 2-0, but he comes right back with two more change-ups for strikes. And in his first relief outing in three years, Kashner, one more change-up for a swinging strike. Ball game over. 7-6, the final in four and a quarter hours. Just their fourth win in 16 games. And the home run hero, Jackie Bradley Jr., talked about it after with the guys in the booth. Jackie Bradley is with us, a game-winning home run in the tent. Jackie, if the club ever needed a lift after... What, the way things have gone lately, especially losing that lead, that you gave it to him tonight with that big swing. Get that win for sure. What were you looking for there with the 2-0 count? Um, just something in the zone, um, up in the zone, um, so I can just put a good swing, try to be direct to it, and see what happens. Yeah, Jackie Christian had a huge at-bat just ahead of you in that 10th inning, a 10-pitch at-bat to kind of wear down Whitgren a little bit. How, how important are at-bats like that that's, that's, in your experience? Yeah, that, that's huge for a batter in front of you. You you know, as you're looking at on deck, um, you get to see everything that he's featuring. And Christian's fouling him off, making it a very tough at-bat. And um, it's, it's hard to lock in that long. So for him to be able to do that, and I was glad I was able to, you know, see a pitch I can handle. Well, you've been hit 11 times. You got hit to start a rally. <laughs> nah, I always lead the team hit hit by pitches. Why is why. that? I, good question. I don't know. Can y'all tell me if I stand too close to the plate? I don't think you do, but you never seem to get really hurt. I mean, I'm sure it hurts, but. Nah, I'm, I'm pretty strong, so I'll be all right. <laughs> How about Raffy Devers? Huh? Six oh, my six. gosh. That, that boy's unbelievable. <laughs> um, swinging it um, like he has all, all year long. Uh, it was a pretty special night for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see that for him. Hey, Jackie, uh, you know, I think all of them right now are must-win games for this team because of the deficit in the wild card. But when, what do you guys come with a mindset to at the ballpark every night? I mean, you know, it's kind of cliche that you got to say, well, we got to take one game at a time. But certainly you do have to win every single night now to kind of make this interesting. Um, absolutely. Um, yeah, 
that's something that we strive to do any, anyway. So we're going to come come here tomorrow and try to do the same thing we did tonight, win a ball game, and focus on focus on that and go from there. Well, sleep fast, Jack. He's coming around quickly. Appreciate it. I know, right? Another four-hour game, 15 four-hour games this year for the Red Sox. How about that? Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. All right, the Red Sox winning. Congratulations, Jackie Bradley Jr. on the home run that won the game 7-6 to six in the 10th. All right, thanks to Jackie Bradley Jr. And, yeah, at the very least, the Red Sox, four games over 500 again. They're 63-59. and 59. They out-hit the Indians 16-9. to nine. Devers with six of the hits all by himself. So they dog paddle for another day. They're eight games out of the playoffs with 40 to go. The manager talked after the game as well. Here's Alex Cora. I mean, it was a... Uh... <laughs> it was a grind from beginning to end, but uh, give the guys credit. You know, they, they made some plays. They put good at bats. They didn't stop playing, and we ended up winning the game. Um, what do you think of Chris tonight? I mean, he was good. Um, you know, the last inning, um, you know, I think the walk started with the walk, I think it was. The command was okay. Then he made pitches, and then, you know, Francisco gets a, I think it was a changeup down to his own. He gets a hit, but, you know, at that point, it was... Chris against Francisco or Taylor against Francisco. And the way Sally been throwing the ball and he's our guy, I went with him. It didn't, it didn't happen, but that was the reason behind it. Alex, at what point did you, did you tell Cashner that you were going to use him, you know, have him, you guys are close with him? When we got the lead. Yeah, no, he was coming in. To, he was coming in for work anyways, yeah. yeah. Did you only have Bergman for one inning? Yeah, yeah. What do you think of the work he did knowing, you know, the week has been for him kind of losing his spot in rotation and it's kind of... Oh, gosh. I mean, that was, that, was, that was outstanding. I mean, the split or the changeup, the changeup played like a split today. Fast velocity was good. I mean, the only guy that got on, you know, it was a jam shot. So, um, I mean, uh, we, we talked a little bit two days ago and, and, you know, he felt like, man, I haven't contributed. You know, I said, yeah, man, be ready. You know, we still got a month and a half for this to happen, and you're going to be a big part of it, and hey, you got to say today. Was that as good as uh, Nate's looked coming out of the bullpen? Sure. That was pretty solid, yeah. I mean, we tried to stay away from him the whole time, but I th- I thought that inning was probably, uh, I don't want to sound dramatic, whatever, but it was probably the biggest inning of what we're trying to accomplish. So I decided, you know what, we're on it now. And uh, whatever happens tomorrow, happens tomorrow. But I felt there we needed to, Barnes to get an out. It didn't happen. JT to get an out and then go to Nate. And he did an outstanding job. So he would take a go tomorrow. BJ's going to start. Is there any thought to, you know, Nate only threw six pitches. Is there any thought to having him start tomorrow at all? Uh, not starting, but he'll be available. Yeah. Alex, what was it about this game that you thought you had to kind of pull out all the stops? To, to get it just felt that, um, you know, we, we, we had the lead, and, and it was Chris on the mound, and they came back. And where we at right now, hey, we... You never know. It might rain tomorrow, and you know we play Thursday in the off day. So I felt like right there, you know, I owe it to the guys, and uh, we were good with Nate there, and uh, I went, I went with it. What did you think of Rafi's night? Historic, um, amazing you know, for a guy that I think the first time back he was going to break balls down and bouncing, and he was all upset about himself. You know, to put a night like that, amazing, amazing. Um, he, he probably is going to talk about what happened, you know, in that defensive play. Probably he's not going to sleep because of that, because he, he takes pride of that, and he feels that he put us in a bad spot. But like Chris told, told him, man, you're a big part of uh, what we're doing here, what we're trying to accomplish. You've been carrying this team for, for a long, long time, so put your head up and keep playing. If you 
Yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> it's been a grind this year, but uh, there's been some some cool things about him, and uh, just <clears throat> the pitcher is amazing. The person is better than that's a lot. You know, there's a guy that uh, I really respect. We have a great relationship. This guy. He shows up every every single day, regardless if he pitches or not. He's pulling for his teammates. He's doing everything possible for us to win, and I'm very proud of him. You said last night when you, we asked you how the team would respond today. You kind of said, we'll see tomorrow. You know, how encouraged by I'm very encouraged, but like I said yesterday, we got to turn the page, and we got to be ready for tomorrow. Alex, what beyond Kashner? Is there anybody else you consider the closest? Oh, in that situation? Um, not really. You know, He, he was going to come in anyways in the 10th. Uh, after work, so um, they just had the lead, and yeah, he got the same. Yeah. So whatever it was, he was coming. Guy had to manage the All-Star game in Cleveland. That one wasn't nearly as ridiculous in terms of stress <laughs> when you compare him to these two regular season games in Cleveland that the Red Sox have just played for him. First one lost at the very end. Next one won at the very end. As for what's going to close it out Wednesday afternoon, well, yeah, that cornucopia of Red Sox pitchers is going to have to be Against Shane Bieber, 11 wins, ERA in the threes, had the, uh, the status as the big shot of the All-Star game in Cleveland just last month. So the Red Sox, 3-12 and 12 in their previous 15, and just when you think they have plummeted clear out of the wild card picture, they find a way, and we're still talking about them. We'll talk to you again after the game on Wednesday. This is Josh Lewin. Thanks very much for tuning in. Socks Daily is what we call it, and we do ask, please, that you subscribe to it, to do it on iTunes, and make sure that you're loaded up every single morning, Monday through Friday. Give us a little review piece, if you would, and uh, if you like it, five stars are better than four. I'll I'll put it to you that way. Thanks again. Talk soon. Bye-bye. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.